0: Not so long ago, Turkey was widely regarded as the bridge between the Occident and the Orient, between Christian Europe and the Muslim Middle East. Turkey separated mosque and state. Turkey was a NATO member. Turkey was economically dynamic despite not having oil. Turkey seemed to be democratizing. That's not how many of us see Turkey today under the increasingly authoritarian President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Michael Duran is a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute and director of its Center for Peace and Security in the Middle East. He served as a senior director on the National Security Council, a senior advisor in the State Department, and a deputy assistant secretary of defense in the Pentagon. He has a doctorate from Princeton, and he's the author of Ike Gamble, a thoughtful re-examination of the Suez Crisis of 1956. FDD senior fellow Royal Mark Gurek, a former Middle Eastern specialist at the CIA's Directorate of Operations, was for some years based in Turkey. Ruel and I agree with Dr. Duran on most issues, but not on Erdogan. I'm Cliff May, and I'm looking forward to skirmishing with both of them today. You have a ringside seat here on Foreign Policy. Still in the we are seeing a ramp up in North Korean cyber capabilities over the last decade. Iran is basically putting forth these claims of nuclear innocence, that they are doing nothing wrong, that there are no
2: violations, and that's just factually not correct. You could see mass destruction within Israel as a result of this precision project that Iran has undertaken.
1: Mike, thanks uh, for joining us. You're a brave man. Great to be here. I I, I don't feel I, I didn't know I was coming to skirmish. I thought I was. Hey, well, I you, thought I was coming to talk with friends about important things. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, I was surprised, you know, things happen. I'm going to start with a Jeopardy question. Danielle, cue the music, please. This 1978 film written by Oliver Stone was criticized as Turkophobic. David Denby of New York Magazine said that all Turks in the film are portrayed without exception as, quote, degenerate stupid slobs. Players, if you know the answer, ring in on your signaling
1: button. What is Midnight Express? Yes, we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now,
0: here's why I bring that up. I bring up Midnight Express because I did see that film as a teenager and it, it did sort of, you know, shape my, my views of, of, of Turkey. And then about 20 years ago, I, I began visiting Istanbul and I saw that it was a marvelous place in so many ways. But today, I guess I'm kind of back to where I was. I still, I mean, I still like the people of Turkey and uh, donor kebabs and all kinds of things, but Erdogan uh, doesn't tolerate criticism. Well, and we at FDD have been critical of him Um. And I, I, you know, nobody from FD dares go there. We fear we'd end up like you know, Pastor Andrew Brunson who was you know arrested and convicted on false charges of aiding terrorism, and imprisoned for a year. And at one, point, and we had Icon I, I Erdemir as a senior fellow here. He's a former Turkish parliamentarian, really bright guy. They for criticism, they indicted him in in absentia and took away his family's possessions. So I mean, you know, am I wrong to to, to have gone back to a kind of midnight express? view of, of of Turkey Michael I
1: I think you're um I think you're wrong uh, to focus uh, on Erdogan I think there's a there's a there's a um there's a widespread error in this town of uh talking about Erdogan when we should be talking about Turkey because what What we're really the real concern is how do we get American foreign policy right in the Middle East? And what's the what is the best way? What are the best policies that the United States can follow with respect to Turkey to get to protect our national interests? That's that's what we should be talking about. And the minute we start going down these discussions about uh, uh about erdogan we lose sight of the fact that turkey is much 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 bigger than erdogan um and that's that's where i think you should be uh you should be putting the emphasis let me get rolling on this because and and I'll,
0: but i'll just say this i mean i i'm i'm not anti russian i'm pro russian but putin is the boss there and i'm not anti chinese but xi jinping is the boss there and i'm certainly not anti iranian but Ali Khamenei is the boss there and I don't know that I mean culturally maybe you can make that separation but I'm not sure from a political point of view you can say oh never mind we're it's, it's a turkish people we're well, dealing I can, with not- I can
1: make a I can make a easily make a, a a distinction there because uh in in my view of the world and I think it's yours too cliff from reading your columns uh the great strategic threat to the United States these days is the alliance or alignment however you want to say i think it's an alliance some would just call it an alignment uh between uh beijing moscow and tehran and we have to counter we have to counter that alignment and so th- the challenge is uh how do you counter that alignment with uh, while being hostile to turkey and well, that's you the, cut? Yeah. and that's that's the that's the key question that we have to be focused on, is Turkey is a natural counterbalance to, to, to Russia and Iran, if if the United States is following the right policies. Go ahead, Ril. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say a couple things.
2: Uh, one of them will actually be sympathetic to Mike. Uh, I mean, first, I would say it is always in the U.S. interest to look to see what uh, foreign rulers are doing inside of their own country, because that will tell you what they'll do outside of their country, uh, in part. And I do think it is in America's interest to try to ensure that Turkish domestic politics don't go down the path of just an outrageous police state autocracy. And I think Erdogan is moving that direction. He's not there yet, but certainly if he uh, essentially prevents uh, free elections in 2023, in June, the next presidential general elections, it's entirely likely that Turkey will never recover from that. I think that would not bode well for the United States, it would not bode well for Europe, and it certainly won't bode well for the Turkish people. Now, with that said, uh, I do think there is a place uh, for Turkey in some type of you know, anti-Iranian scheme where I disagree with Michael is I don't think it's that important. I don't think the alignment of Turkey with other, quote, Arab Sunni states really matters that much. And I don't think it relieves the United States of much responsibility. I do think, and Mike is probably playing on a certain historical argument that has resonance. And that is before, you know, the coming of the Europeans to the Middle East, the great struggle in the region was between uh the Ottoman Empire, and uh, Safavid, later Qajar, but primarily Safavid Persia, which was essentially a turkish sunni persian Shiite tug-of-war in the region that the Ottomans largely won. So in both of those states, you could describe them traditionally as sort of being Islamic jihadist states, yet they spent as much time fighting each other as they did taking on, you know, uh, Christian uh, non-Muslim powers. So Michael is playing with that. I just don't think uh, Erdogan isn't Islamist enough. He's not Ottoman enough. He's not expansionist enough for that to actually have any real traction. So the value that uh, Erdogan gives us, uh, I think, is minimal. And the damage he does to this Turkish society is substantial
1: no i um uh, i i'm i'm certainly uh i'm certainly aware of the history and and uh and the history um um and the history influences my understanding of 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 that part of the world but I, i'm not i'm not talking about stuff that happened in the 16th century I'm looking at my Twitter feed today, and I see
2: that's the problem with Persian <laughs> modernists from Princeton. You know, they never go back in time. I just, it's, it's you know.
1: I'm, uh, I'm looking at my Twitter feed right now. Actually, that's a lie. I was looking at it a few minutes ago. Uh, I don't have it up in front of me, uh, but I see that um, I, I see that uh, Naftali Bennett, the Prime Minister of Israel, uh, has just thanked uh, President Erdogan. For helping foil a Turkish, I mean an Iranian terror plot against Israelis uh, in 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 Turkey, and uh, Yair Lapid, the foreign minister of Israel, uh, soon to be the prime minister of Israel. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw they 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 they're disbanding the Knesset. But anyway, Yair Lapid is off this week to go to go to uh, to go to Turkey. Uh, uh and uh, is also uh, expressing thanks to um uh to uh, erdogan for foiling this iranian plot president herzog of israel same thing uh, uh this is the not the first plot this year that the uh that the turkish intelligence iranian plot to kill israelis on turkish soil that the uh that turkish intelligence has foiled I think uh, we need to be asking ourselves, why is it that the Iranians are plotting to kill Israelis on Turkish soil?
2: Um,
1: They fear, fear, uh, the the Iranians fear the growing alignment between Israel and Turkey. Um, uh, Israel and Turkey are the two countries in the Middle East that have the greatest capabilities to uh to counter the Iranians and the Iranians don't want them working together and they're trying to drive a wedge between them. Well and I think we should actually be, I don't think we should Michael. Supported. I don't think that killing
2: killing Israelis on Turkish soil is unlikely to uh actually separate uh, uh the Turks and the Israelis and would likely do the opposite. And I suspect the Iranians know that. I don't <laughs> think that I think that they go after Israelis in Turkey uh because one, they're accessible. There are lots of them there. And I I, I do believe there is an, a, a tactical alignment between uh Israel and Turkey. I just don't think that the value you place on what the Turks can cont- contribute. The Turks are essentially doing, for example, I mean they go into Syria, they go under Iraq. This isn't all that different from the Kamalas. They hug the border. Erdogan has sent certain you know, small units of Turkish forces farther afield. I think perhaps even trying to imitate the Iranians. He tried to piggyback on Muslim Brotherhood networks to create militias that were sympathetic to Turkey. I don't think he's gotten much bang for the buck from that. Uh, But I think, again, the value of sort of imagining Turkey as being uh, this powerful Sunni Muslim state that is willing to check the Iranians beyond just a small periphery along the Anatolian border, I think, is overwrought. I, I, I don't just, think from
0: it. I want to make sure listeners understand what we're talking about here. Uh, it was in the news, but maybe I don't know how prominently it, it was that that w- the Israelis, Mossad in particular, got wind of the fact that there were that Israelis in Turkey um, were being hunted by Iranian assassins right? And, and they, they extricated them very, very quickly. I mean, I I heard about this recently, I was in Israel, actually, I was talking to Michael Oren about this, where the Mossad called them up and said, you're not to even go back to your hotel to get your luggage, not even that get to the airport, you're going to get out, there'll be somebody there to help you, you get on a plane and you go, we'll worry about your luggage. That's how bad this was. Um, Now, I also wonder about this. There are, according to the reports that I've seen and according to to, uh, the Israeli government, there are Iranian cells in Istanbul whose sole purpose is to catch Israelis and kill them there. Uh, Is it really impossible for Erdogan to tell the Iranians, look, guys, you don't do this on my soil. Do you understand me? It's bad for business. It's bad for tourism. And if you do this, I'm going to... You're going to be in trouble with me in all kinds of ways. Is it really impossible? And it's wonderful if the Israelis yeah, I, are saying thanks, I... but really, can Erdogan not stop this?
1: Oh, they're they're, they're doing that for sure. I mean, look uh, the the uh, the um, the. Iran, Iranians do this in, on the soil of the United States. They were going to kidnap, an Amer- uh, you know, a journalist, Uh Yeah, but
0: Biden doesn't but, have the power that Erdogan does over the country. Uh, there's, there's very, Biden, Biden can barely well, ride a
2: bicycle. And Erdogan I mean, close, controls
0: his, his country. Cliff,
2: I mean, I would make this point. I mean, the Kamalists were unable to stop Iranian assassination, too. This is, uh, so I mean, mean, by the way, you should so say, if, come on, listen,
0: also want to be clear for, we try to make this for listeners who don't know, who are smart, but I mean, I don't know, but we talk about Kamalists you're talking about. The people, Turkey was formed by by Kamal Ataturk as a secular republican government, and you still see statues to Ataturk in front of their embassy here, there. But essentially, I think we'd agree that Erwan is running a counter-revolution against Kamalism, Kamalism being a, a separation of mosque and state, being a republic all that sort of thing. So when you say the Kamalists, you're saying when it was a sort of authoritarian but reforming government in the past, 20 years ago, before Erdogan became the major player in the country. Again, I just want, I don't want only... Right.
2: I actually, I'd even date it further than that, because I think the the deconstruction of Kamalism started with uh, Turgut al triumph of the Motherland Party in 1983. Uh, so I think it's it's older than Erdogan. And I think. People need to realize this, and Mike is is uh, at times he's, he's he's made this point, and he's absolutely right. I mean, the, I mean Turkey is larger than Erdogan. Uh, I do think Erdogan doesn't believe that Turkey is larger than. Erdogan. Oh, sure he does. He uh, sure he does. But the, is, uh... the, the, the 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 you know, Kamal, I would say what you're seeing in Turkey, Kemalism was sort of a artificial break. They tried to wipe out centuries of Ottoman history. And people like Turgut Ozal and Erdogan on speed have tried to reintegrate the Ottoman Islamic part of the Turkish identity. Uh, and it has, you know, deeply upset uh, the Kamalis. Uh, and it has, you gotta be careful about this because the Kemalists were hardly Democrats. Uh, it has it has it has complicated Turkey's evolution to a more liberal and democratic society.
1: Yeah, you got to be, like you say, you got to be careful there because uh, uh, Turkey under Erdogan is much more democratic than it ever was under Mustafa Kemal. <laughs> just not, oh, no, it's not, no. No, uh, no, but that's
2: not because of Erdogan. That's because of the er- evolution that occurred. Uh,
1: you know, like, oh, no. who knows? After, the, after, no, I, after. I, I would say about, you know, we're talking about the... Uh, we're talking about Turkey being much bigger than the, the than the ruler. The um, uh, I, I, I want to take us back though to what uh, Ruel, you, you you said you ascribed to me a view that I don't have. I want to set the. I would never. You did that. it. You would... did, Ruel. You did. But I but I have to say, I I don't believe you did it with any malice. Right. I just uh. I'm uh, oh, good at it. Have to call it was a just lawyer, a, a misunderstanding. I want to I want to set the record straight. I don't think that that Turkey is going to um, is is ever going to be as anti Iranian as, for example, the Israelis or the Saudis are. Uh, and I I don't think that they're gonna that 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 we can look to the to the Turks to help us counter the Iranians all around the 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 region. Uh, but I, uh, just as I, you know, just as there are limits to how far they'll go in 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 pushing back against the Russians. But I think you undersold them completely. I think they are uh, they are the most powerful country in the Middle East. Uh, they are uh, they are stable. They are an American ally. And wherever the Iranians are, wherever the Turks are, the Iranians are not. They're oil and water. They're not uh, uh, they're not uh, the, the 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 Turks and the Iranians have been uh, um, have had uh, complex relations with each other uh, for over 500 years. And the uh, the border hasn't changed. Uh, I'm not expecting the Turks to go to war with the uh, with the Iranians, but Turks like their Iranians, weak and pla and pliant. Uh, And uh, uh, and they will not let them operate uh, with impunity in areas where the Turks are the dominant are are the dominant power. And that's what we that's what the United States can count on. And the United States should be looking to build a system in the region where the where the uh, where the Turks can block the Iranians. The Turks could, for example, be blocking the land bridge between Iran and uh, and the Mediterranean going across Syria. Um, if, uh, if the United States had a slightly more creative policy.
0: Can we, I just wonder if we can trust them for that kind of assignment. I mean, you'd say they're not oil and water, uh, that they are oil and water. <clears throat> they apparently weren't between 2012 and 2015, because they were accused in that period by the U.S. Justice Department of laundering more than $20 billion for Tehran through HAL Bank, the state-owned, uh, the second largest state-owned bank. And As you know, FDD played a role in that because we had expert witnesses and we knew they were doing that. So in that case, um, Turkey or Erdogan decided to undercut the U.S. and help Iran, and to do that either because it was profitable or because uh, who knows? I I can't uh, I can't judge the motivation, but it's a reason not to be confident that uh, that this is a trustworthy and reliable ally.
1: The uh, I don't want to name names, Cliff uh i don't want to i don't want to uh i i don't want to um i don't want to complicate relations with trusted friends but uh yes but uh i think you could will agree with me that that turkey was not the only uh close american ally <laughs> that that uh that busted sanctions in in that period
0: oh well okay but we we but we're talking about turkey let me also no let, no, let me no but, no, but it's a, it's a, but that's
1: a that's an that's an overused example of uh that's an overused example to try to prove that there there's been this there's been this um thesis around town for for several years which i think uh i think is frankly silly That Iran and Turkey, the Turkey Erdogan's Turkey is the ally of of uh, of Iran, and you only, like I say, you only need to look at the Twitter feed of the Israeli leaders today to realize that that is not true. And there there are also the same thesis. thesis, I agree. I'm not. Let me say. I
0: I was trying to say. I'm not making. That is not the point I'm trying to make. That they are allies. That's not what I'm saying. Is. It's a, it's a question of unreliability, I would say. And, I'm, and I'm one more point, I'll let you guys go, because over time also, Erdogan, again, maybe not Turkey, but Erdogan as the leader of Turkey, has lent support in one way or another to the Muslim Brotherhood, with which with whom I want to talk about whether he has sympathies there, to Hamas, to Al-Qaeda affiliate groups, to the Islamic Republic of Iran, as we've said at times, and even the Islamic State. Um, and I think this is what raises questions about whether this
2: is a re- whether
0: no, I working under Erdogan is a reliable. No, American. but I mean,
2: like Cliff, I, I have to say that doesn't preclude him being anti Iranian. I mean, to, to be fair to Michael, I mean, again, I think Erdogan was trying to mimic Iranian success in creating militias that one could use at low cost. Uh, and I think his attempt to do that, to piggyback on the Muslim Brotherhood, which isn't a very good organization to piggyback on because it's decentralized, It's really it was never an organization that uh, developed the same type of martial spirit as you've seen developed with the Iranians and Hezbollah and others. But the yeah, you can see why he tried to do that. I mean, he was trying to essentially operate foreign policy on the cheap, which is what the Iranians do much more successfully with the use of... No, is Shiite militias. He's done a great. Uh, he's
1: done a great job of it. If you take, for example, uh, it's not. That, uh, I don't think he
2: gets. I don't. Think that I don't think he gets that much bang for the buck. But I think the the larger issue, and uh, and here I'd probably side more on Michael's side if we describe sides here, is that uh, I think there was, there is sort of in, in certain quarters in Washington this view that there's an Islamic committer, and. Uh, in that somehow national interests, national identities get downplayed uh, in this greater Islamist antagonism towards the West. I think a proper assessment of Turkey makes that a very complicated view to hold. And uh, I don't think it's. I'm taking. I'm, I don't think.
1: I'm, true, that doesn't I'm make progress. I'm pulling. There you are. There you are. Ruel is on Team Duran. This is it. <laughs> ah, that's it. You just, you just, you just expressed my view in, uh, you know, in one sentence, very succinctly, better than I have been doing. And so we are now allies, Ruel, and we will take, we will take FPD by storm. Okay, this is great. No, Turkey, uh, Turkey. Pursues its national interest. that's the starting point for understanding the country. That's the starting point. everything else let's just say what's its national interest? The Turks make a distinction between state policies and government policies, and it's a very important distinction to to uh, uh, to consider. And m- many of the things that have been annoying people in Washington. Uh, and the people in Washington have held up as a sign of Is- Erdogan's Islamism are actually Turkish state policies, uh, policies on which there's a consensus among the entire Turkish national security establishment. Uh, and and their Syria policies are state policies, and they're based not on trying to spread Islamism or anything else, but they're based on trying to prevent a, a PKK-dominated Syrian statelet from rising up under the inf- under the support of the united states in in northern syria that's what they're trying to do it makes perfect sense and anybody right. who knows turkish history would understand why they want to do that and anybody who who anybody who's trying to counter them on that is is following a policy that is destined to fail it's- all right let's
0: make sure people understand what we're talking about here again when you talk about the pkk you're talking about a Kurdish group that has been designated as terrorist uh, that exists, I guess, in, uh, in eastern Turkey, right? That's what we're talking about here. And everyone agrees, including including the people I've talked to, and they may be secretly sympathetic, but people I've talked to in, say, uh, Iraqi Kurdistan. Yeah, the PKK is a terrorist group. Now, it's interesting that in a couple of- They have a
2: fallback position in Syria. I mean, the PKK is always that border between Turkey and Syria, and the PKK's mind has been pretty porous. Well, uh, I'm, uh,
0: guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but the it's in Syria. It's not the PKK. It's right. It's it's a it's the YPG, and the YPG. You can say and you can charge is the same as the PKK, but I don't know that that's been established. The the Americans let me just finish this. The Americans have worked very closely with the YPG because and they've been and the Americans who have worked with them say these are great soldiers. They work with us. They help us, and and they control the, the the Syrian Democratic Forces who are mostly Arab, and we like them and we will work with them. And they do want and and there's a bigger question here that we need to address, which is the Kurds. And the Kurds, I'm I'm something of a Kurdophile. I know all the faults with the Kurds, but the fact of the matter is they're an ancient people of the Middle East who don't have their own nation state. In northern Iraq, they do have significant autonomy. I believe, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that if Erdogan would allow them some significant autonomy in their their ancient homelands in parts of what is now Turkey, rather than trying to force them to become Turks because they have their own language, their own culture, their own history... I think they might settle for that. And I think there would be very little support for terrorists if they do that. But instead, he says, no, they're really mountain Turks. No, they have And he oppresses the Kurds. And that, and, and the Kurds do want some autonomy to preserve their culture in their ancient homeland, which stretches from Iran to Iraq and into Turkey and into Syria. And I have some sympathy with that project.
2: But Cliff, I would say, I mean, it's, it's interesting because this is one of those issues where Erdogan actually became more Turkish and less Islamist. Uh, And there's some also some domestic complications here with the uh, with with Turkish politics and where the Kurds vote. But the uh, when Erdogan came into office, he was sort of hoping that if he emphasized more, you know, the Islamic aspect of of, uh, his identity, his political party could pull in the Kurds who are uh, fairly religious in in Turkey. They're more on the traditional side. Uh, That didn't really prove to be the case. And so either intentionally or by default, I think Erdogan has become much more classically Kemalist in the sense that uh, he likes to thump on Kurds. And that is a common denominator of the Turkish political elite. When in doubt, thump on the Kurds. There has been some change amongst the most westernized. You might use the term leftist. I'd be very careful of that in Turkey that have become more sympathetic to the Kurds and the Kurds themselves have, you know, a bit more of a liberal tradition for understand, for understandable reasons, uh, in Ankara. But, uh, I don't, you know, the, 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 the the notion that Turkey is going to have sufficient self-confidence in its own identity. To not thump on the Kurds, I I think is uh, is probably wishful thinking. They really do believe uh, that the possibilities of national identity with the Kurds could fracture the Anatolian state. Uh, I think they're wrong, uh, but I I certainly it's not uncommon for people to think that way uh, in the Middle East. And by the way, it's not uncommon
0: for people in for what Putin thinks is that the Ukrainians. They're not Ukrainians, damn it, they're Russians, and I'm going to force them to be that. Xi Jinping thinks the Taiwanese, they may want to oh. think of themselves as Taiwanese, but they're Chinese, damn it, and I'm going to make them understand they're Taiwanese. And Erdogan is saying to the Kurds, you think you have your own culture, your own languages, your own autonomy? No, you don't, and I'm no, not. No, but right. I mean, I, I, I,
1: don't, I, don't I think agree that's, with that clip, but that's not just
2: Erdogan. I, mean, I don't think that's accurate.
1: Is, I don't think that's accurate at all. I really don't. The, the, well,
2: one, I'd say that the entire Turkish military, I don't, uh, whatever, the, I mean, that military is in transition, but whatever that military has been and still is, probably, it it, it is fundamentally deeply
1: suspicious of the Kurds. And uh, I don't think it, uh, I don't think it's wise to talk about the Kurds. And I, I, I really I really I strongly disagree with what you're saying, Cliff. The uh, there to talk about the Kurds is like talking about the the Arabs. Which Arabs are we talking about exactly? The the PKK doesn't represent the Kurds. The PKK represents the PKK. The Turkish state and Erdogan have very good relations with lots of Kurds. Kurds, With
0: the the Kurds in uh, in, in Kurdish Iraq or Iraqi Kurdistan, actually. Barzani
1: Barzani in Iraq has fantastic relations. As far as the Barzanis are concerned, and by the way, the Barzanis
0: are one of the two main clans in, in uh, Iraqi Kurdistan. The, Tarba- the, Kar- the, the, the Barzanis and the Talibanis are the two
1: main clans. And, 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 the, the, and increasingly, incre- historically, the Talibanis have looked to Tehran and the Barzanis have looked to, to, to Ankara. But increasingly, the Talibanis themselves are looking to uh, uh, the power of Turkey is rising in the KRG. Uh, and they they have, they have fantastic relations. Uh, and there are lots of uh there the the there are uh there are uh many 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 a majority of Kurds in Turkey that have that live comfortably in in Turkey speak their language Erdogan has no problem with them Turkey has no problem with them the problem is the pkk the pkk wants to wants to create a secessionist state in eastern anatolia it's carrying out a it's it's why it's why the United States recognizes it a terrorist organization. The EU recognizes it as a terrorist organization. NATO recognizes it. Mean, I, don't, I don't
2: think we should probably spend an enormous time on the Kurds, but I, w- I would say, one, it's not just the PKK. The PKK is the salient issue. And though I agree with you, there there's a lot of Kurdish expressionism in, in, in Turkey. Uh, and the Kurdish issue is enormously complicated. Uh, both in Turkey, both in Syria, both in Iraq, both in, in Iran. I mean, it's, it's just the, Kur, the Kurds are a very, very difficult issue to grab onto without having contradictions derail you pretty quickly. But Erdogan, but,
1: Erdogan carried out Erdogan carried out a uh, a negotiation with the PKK. He, he went further than any than any Turkish president ever has gone in trying to resolve issues with the with with the PKK and in my view the united states did not support him in that in fact undermined him because the united states developed a relationship with the PKK calling it the YPG right uh, uh at the same time that erdoğan was having this uh, uh having this dialogue and the PKK position hardened because it thought Oh, we're winning. We're winning big time. We're getting a relationship with the most powerful country in the world, the United States, without making any concessions to, the, to, uh, to, to, to Turkey. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but I think that these things are much more complex than the way you guys are presenting them. Uh, And you're not giving uh, the Turks and or even Erdogan the credit they deserve on this uh, on on, on this issue.
0: I'll leave it there. There are 30 million Kurds. They don't have their own nation state. They want to continue their culture. I think we can be as an American. I'm sympathetic with that. They should at least be able to teach both Turkish and Kurdish languages in schools in Turkey. They should not. they, they, They should be recognized. They're not a Turkish people. Uh, They're about twenty percent of the population there. Just you know, I I think that would go the Mountain
1: Turks. That's all. That's all past. That's the Turkey of yesterday. That's not. uh, That's not going on. The the um, the YPG uh, uh, Cliff is the PKK. It's it it it, the and you have that in testimony before Congress by the uh, uh, by. Uh, uh under duress but they admitted it the obama officials who who developed this relationship with the ypg admitted that it is the pkk so yeah. it's uh it's uh uh you want if you want to call it the, the the syrian wing or the syrian affiliate of the pkk fine but um we're playing games if you it, 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 this is the united, the united states has propagandized itself on this issue it took it developed a relationship with the YPG and then and then to disguise it and and we i can i can give you evidence on this of the absolute incontrovertible evidence that in order to disguise the PKK connection of the YPG the US created the Syrian Democratic Forces which is the which is the PKK or YPG dominated militias that the united states is working with in northern syria very effectively i might add uh, well it depends on what you mean by effective the the reason the ypg is doing it is the ypg wants to build a uh, wants to build a kurdish independent statelet in northern syria that is going to be used as a um uh, it's going to be used as a springboard for the pkk to launch uh, its well, campaigns in in turkey Maybe,
0: maybe. I mean, I mean, again, you're you're speculating here that that, that if they get a state I, or if they get autonomy in Syria, here's what they will do against Turkey. And we and we really don't know that. And I'm YPG telling you, not well, I don't
2: PKK I don't is. I all don't right. think, I don't I can if I can pull both wait, of you. gentlemen wait, wait, from the First Kurdish, of all,
1: first of all, from the, from wait, the Kurdish rabbit hole. No, no, wait, I wait, wait, just, wait, 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 wait. This is yes. No, this, yes. This is you a, want to go back down the rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah. Well, no, this is about American strategy. Right. We don't have a strategy because because this is this is absolutely the, the crucial issue as far as the United States is concerned, because uh, two issues. First of all, we're not going to resolve this here. I think the YPG is the PKK. And there's no doubt about it. All right. Um, and I'd be happy. Entirely- I, uh, I'd be happy to argue this out with you in detail. We're not waste all the podcast on it. I'd be happy to argue. Well, no, no, let's go on to other issues. Uh, That's fine. OK, I mean, I- but. But let me just let me just uh, say this. Every Turk and especially every Turk making foreign policy, making domestic policy, believes that the YPG is the PKK. So when the United States, it, 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 if we just put aside what, what America thinks, I mean, what, what, what you think, whether it is or it isn't, when the United States chose the YPG as its partner in Syria, and then built it up, and gave it, and put Arab militias under it, and called it the SDF, so that it could, so that it could have even a greater geographic uh, 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 geographic reach than it could have as a purely Kurdish organization. That was destined to put the United States at uh, loggerheads with Turkey. Absolutely destined to do that. So you've got the biggest country in in the Middle East, the most powerful army in the Middle East. The linchpin of the southern flank of NATO, a NATO member for, uh, for uh, 70 years, and the United States chose the, the element that it regards as its, uh, as its enemy number one. That is strategic malpractice. Why? Because one last sentence, the United States is going to leave Syria. It's going to leave Syria. Turkey is not going to leave Turkey's, uh, leave that neighborhood. Turkey is always going to be there. So if we want to build any kind of lasting order in Syria, we've got to do it together with Turkey. We have no choice. Okay.
0: And you, and would you agree at the same time that it's also strategic malpractice for Turkey, for Erdogan to purchase S 400 surface to air missiles from Russia which is exactly what NATO, which it's a member of, as you say, since the 1950s, is focusing on. You don't do that because that forced, in the end, that forced the U.S. to evict Turkey from the F-35 fighter program, because the last thing the Pentagon wants is to give Russian technical experts the opportunity to rehearse identifying, tracking, and targeting our F-35s. That was not a smart idea for a NATO member and a U.S. ally to do it. That's also, I understand you believe Turkey has grievances. I think you're right, Turkey has grievances. Who doesn't have grievances against the U.S.? But we have some grievances with Turkey, too, that they, that they could help resolve, or Erdogan could help resolve if he wanted to, but he doesn't seem to want to. And we have to move along. Right now, we have the possibility, a wonderful th- thing for us and bad for Putin, That Finland and Sweden want to come into NATO, not be neutral. That's great. And the only thing blocking it is Erdogan. And he may change his mind if he gets something in in his pocket. But that also doesn't send the message, oh, what a good ally and NATO member you are, since we are blocking what's good for NATO until you
1: get paid off. Ha, No. Hold on a second here. Hold on. <laughs> I, first of all, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought it. I, I'm I'm so glad that you brought it into uh, it brought the Russians into the picture here because this is also crucial. Uh, but you raised two issues uh, uh, at the uh, at the same time. You brought you raised the S400 and then Sweden and Finland, and I would like to I would like to deal with them. Uh, uh, separately and sequentially, if that's okay, because I think they're very, very different. Um, and let's just start. Can we all agree? Can all three of us agree that uh, that the purpose of NATO is to counter Russia? Can we all agree to that? I agree to that. All right. Yeah. Can we also agree that uh, the establishment of a Russian-Iranian alliance in Syria uh, An uncontested by the United States, in fact, uh, in some ways, welcomed by the United States, was a bad thing. Yes, you with me on that, Cliff? I, I got, I got. Yeah, wrong. I'm not. Sh-
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not sure we've encouraged Russia. We, we we killed quite a few Russians when the Wagner group tried to try to take over. Only the when
1: American they, only when they, Syria. only when they came to, well, only when they threatened our position in ez-Zor.
2: The only reason the Russians went in is because the, um, Obama made it clear the Americans are going
1: out. So so. Obama, Obama was Obama was trying to reach an accommodation with the Russians and the Iranians in Syria.
0: He's always trying to reach accommodations. He was always trying to reach accommodations with our enemies and also trying to break accommodations with our allies. And that kind of sums up the Obama era.
1: And so ideally, so (laughs) ideally, you would agree with me then that in summing up the Obama era, that the the it would have been better, it would have been better if the United States had worked with its allies, particularly uh, Turkey and and Israel, as the bo- the allies that border Syria, uh, to make life difficult for the Iranians and the Russians when they when when they when they escalated in 2015. The Russians and the Iranians escalated. Um. Yeah, yes, Your Honor, I would agree to that. Okay. Good, because uh, because back then in 2015, you may recall that the uh, that the that the Turks shot down a Russian jet. I and do recall that and and Obama responded this was not uh this is not verbatim what he said, but the gist was gosh we hope we hope you guys will we hope you guys you Mr Putin and Mr Erdogan will work out this squabble between the two of you <laughs> so he didn't he didn't treat it as a NATO ally up against Russia. The enemy of uh, of NATO that needs to no, be- but
2: Mike, that wasn't that wasn't just Obama. I mean, to be fair, uh, you had people like Ted Cruz saying we don't want the U.S. Air Force to be a wing of Al Qaeda. So- that there was that there was a general view, a lack of appetite in the United States that stretched from the left to the right, not to get involved further in Syria. So, imagining a situation where the Americans would come. And go to the Turks and say let's funnel more weaponry uh, into Syria. I don't think would have had any bipartisan support.
1: It doesn't. The the question is just supporting the ally against the enemy, because the enemy was making the Russians and the Iranians were making a a, a major escalation uh, and a major intervention as an as allies allied with each other in in syria they were no i they were opposed i'm not doubting that they were, opposed, they were opposed by the turks and the american response to the turks was you're on your own buddy that was that was the response and it was worse than that actually because the 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 americans at the same time they did two other things one they developed uh, they uh, ex- the, expanded the relationship. With, this is precisely the moment when they moved from supporting the YPG to creating the SDF. A huge expansion of the relationship with the PKK, or with the if you want to if you want to say YPG, I'll say YPG for you. Huge expansion of the re- relationship with the YPG, and they went on a little propaganda campaign against Erdogan, accused him of supporting the Islamic State. And demanded that he close the entire border with Syria. And he did that. They did that because what they were doing is they were making sure that they were cutting off the Turkish support for the anti-Assad, that means anti-Iranian and anti-Russian forces in Aleppo at the time. The big issue at that time in 2015 was the battle for, for Aleppo. And the U and the US branded its ally as an ISIS supporter and demanded that it close its uh uh that it's closes border. But the real game, as you guys have already admitted with regard to the Syria under Obama, Obama's real game was to align with Russia and Iran. Uh, and that that put the that isolated the Turks, put them in a very I, good then, Mike, I,
2: as I have said before to you, and you got upset when I use this word with you. That may be a tad bit too teleological.
1: I I, uh, I never I never get upset when 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 you use big words. It yeah. me. <laughs> I know I, 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 I know that I don't even have to go to the dictionary to 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 to, to look up that word. I just would never use it in conversation. That I think you may be giving
2: uh, the, the, this master plan that Obama had may discount what I think was also more likely is that they were just making up as they were going along, and. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if Obama had any master plan for Russia. He certainly had. He sent letters. A larger strategic he, design. He sent
1: letters. He sent letters to Khamenei. They were. He was negotiating. No, I think with the He was, negotiating, Iran, no he was negotiating. the JCPOA at the time.
2: Uh, absolutely. And he and sent And there's
1: no. And doubt he sent letters. And he sent letters to Khamenei, according to the Wall Street Journal, in which he said, "I will not harm a hair." On Assad's Chinny Chin Chin. So that puts him at odds with the Turks who were interested in toppling Assad. And they remain anti, and they remain anti-Assad. No, I mean, so- I,
2: I think it's I think it's fair to say that the United States missed a moment. I'm uncertain exactly what the Turks would have done, but the and what the Americans were willing to do uh, in 2014-2015, which is the critical period. Uh, Actually, I might even go a little earlier. Uh, But it is it is fair to say that uh, uh, we did not understand how important the Battle of Aleppo was. Uh, We we let it go. And Unfortunately, the wrong side won.
1: But we 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 aligned with the we effectively aligned with the Russians or the Iranians, or we refused yes, to do anything. We refused to do anything. Effectively, we did. and we told our allies, the Israelis and the Russians and the and the Turks, to sit down and shut up. So I, the, the so this is the context in which the uh, the this is the essential context in which Erdogan went and got the S four hundred. Right. So uh, it's part of the uh, uh, essential context. The United States stopped using NATO as a tool or looking at NATO as a tool for counterbalancing Russia in any significant way, which put the Turks and the Israelis, uh, for that matter, in a very difficult situation. You know, if you look back on it, you see this is the this is the period when Bibi Netanyahu was every other month in Moscow negotiating with Putin. Because the United States gave his, their allies no choice but to pursue their interests in Syria in conjunction with the Russians.
0: Um I've got like two more areas I just want to explore, but briefly, but before I do we, well. We gotta there, do
1: Sweden there, and Finland. Don't forget. We're gonna do oh, the,
0: all right. Well, Finland. go ahead, do Sweden and Finland. I raised that already. So you could do Sweden and Finland.
1: So there's a there's a, a Turkish saying that I chastise my daughter very loudly, so that my daughter-in-law will get the message.
0: Oh, that's like he kills the chicken to scare the monkeys. Is that kind yeah, of thing? yeah,
1: yeah? It's it's, it's 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 that kind of thing. Although it's a little more nuanced because <laughs> uh, because we're not killing anybody. We're just uh, 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 you can't chastising. You I get no, no. Very yeah, civilized. You, yeah, you no. Well, you can't you you if you go after your daughter-in-law. Right. Right. If you if, if you yell at your daughter-in-law, well, then you have a problem with your son. Mm. It, it creates a rift in the families. But you can but you can you, you can go after your daughter in the, well, when your daughter-in-law is within hearing range so that she gets the message. So the 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 Turks are the Turks are putting obstacles in the way of Finland and Sweden because of the. Finnish and swedish support for the PKK or at least tolerance for the PKK that is the, that's the turks poking their finger on the chest of the swedes and the finns so that the daughter-in-law in this case the united states gets the message because the united states is the ally of the PKK which is that that is the number one if we have- Okay
0: but can I ask you this at I I let's let's for the sake of argument let's say you're entirely right what could the U.S. at the U.S. should the U.S. are you arguing at this moment, at this late date, say to the YPG, you know what? Screw off, guys. We know you're really in league with the PKK terrorists. We've worked together for years, but we can't. But, you know, it's a, go home, open up a yoga f- studio or something. We're done. Can you, you really expect? And we again, this is administ- can any administrator? Actually, Trump tried to do that at one point. Remember Trump Trump had said, let's get the hell out of Syria and leave them all alone.
1: Trump was moving, and it was right, wrong. Trump, Trump was moving in the right direction. I, I, I. Ooh, Mattis
0: quit because of that, and I thought,
1: and and I know a Mattis, lot of Mattis. Uh, Mattis, Mattis, chose to quit. Mattis chose to make that the issue that yeah. he, uh, that he claimed to quit over.
0: Let's. I I know but, a lot of military people who said, "I've worked in Syria with the Kurds, and my and I do not want to see us screw the Kurds again because those Kurds have been betrayed by Americans on multiple well, occasions, they, going those, back decades and decades."
1: The those people. Those people who said that, you know, when when we when we started this relationship with the YPG, and the Turks said, "Please don't do this, please, please, please don't do this, please, please don't do it, please, don't do it, please, please." please. What do you do? What do you do about it now? Now you would say just cut it off. What do we say? What do we say? We said to them, we promised them, and we said it publicly that this relationship between the United States and the YPG is temporary, tactical, and transactional. That's what we said. So, uh, so uh, if, if. if if when the dust settles, people's lives are horribly disrupted. It's because of foreign policy malpractice by the United States, because I guarantee you this, Cliff, I'll, I'll bet. Let's make a bet right here. I bet you that in five years time, the United States is going to be out in northern Syria. I, I
0: you know I'm I, 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 I fear you're right, but I'm not. But we should. We shouldn't if that means that everything we've done there will, will you, just go to you, waste. You,
1: you and I can sit here and say we should do this, we shouldn't do that, and so on. But you can see the big trends. I, the United States was never destined to stay in Syria. The opposition, well, yeah. to, it is, the opposition there, to it is very strong. Let's it, understand what, what we're
0: doing in Syria. What we're doing in Syria is trying to keep I, the Islamic State down and prevent the Iranians from getting... A, uh, a full access from Iran all the way to Lebanon and the Mediterranean. That's and we're not letting we're not letting uh, Assad have whatever oil is under our control. There's a mission there, and it's a useful mission. We're not there because we're colonialists. We're not there because we want to put up housing there as the Iranians are doing and wherever where they are, including in Syria. We're, we have a mission there that is in the. US national interest. If we give that up, Because we say, "Oh, what the heck? That's very possible." Because that's what administrations have done. But it's not in the U.S. national interest to say, "Let the Iranians have it, and let ISIS, let the Islamic State regenerate there." What the heck do we care? Somebody else.
1: You and I, you and I, are in complete agreement that it's in the U.S. national interest to uh, to defeat ISIS and keep it defeated, and we're in complete agreement that it's in the U.S. national interest to block the Iranian, uh, uh, the Iranian. Um, uh, corridor, land bridge to the sea. Land bridge to, over to the, to the Mediterranean. Absolutely in agreement. And we're even in agreement, I think you conceded a few minutes ago, that it's very unlikely the United States is still going to be in Syria five years from now. Well, because we have bad foreign policy, we have had for a lot of years, and I expect bad
0: foreign policy is most likely. But, to no, but well, also, we could get a good president at some also point. It's dem- been a
1: while. There's also a demand signal, a very strong demand signal coming from the American public from both parties to lo- to lessen the military footprint in the Middle East, and that's and for whatever reason we could argue it. Well, all we want. That, whatever that's a reason, different. That's a different
2: yeah, that's, subject. That's, that's a that's a populist argument, a populist, right, nice. Yeah. And since I live in Bethesda and you live in northwest D.C., we really don't know what the American people think. I know what the American people think. Uh, I, I, uh,
1: I, I, I talk I talk to Americans. I do that quite often. And I, uh, I go to and I and I go to other parts of the country and I, I talk to Americans. Uh, so the fact that I, 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 the fact that I live, the fact that I live in northwest D.C., uh, around, uh, uh, you know, around the uh, liberal Democrats doesn't mean I don't ha- have any. Idea. No, but I
2: think the I mean, zeitgeist can change rather rapidly. So I, I don't think it's in the I don't think it, I, I don't think it's in anyone's interest to sort of tie a policy to the zeitgeist. I'm I mean, telling you, you, make, you, make an argument I'm, for what you think is effective. I, I, and then,
1: look, I made the key argument, the key argument, right. the key argument. Forget about the populism, non-populism the key the key argument is the United States is pulling back that's a that's a big trend that that's because see. we do not
0: have a leader in we and we haven't had who can say we have international interests and we have national security interests, not just that we and we need more than the Coast Guard for it we, that we that we have we we have as you rightly said, we have and I would argue and I'm not alone by this I won't go. We have a Cold War, and on the other side, waging this Cold War against us is China as a senior partner, Russia as a junior partner, and an even more junior partner is the Islamic Republic of Iran. Also in this league is Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and they all want the same thing, the diminishment of American power. And the destruction of American values, including those of freedom and democracy. Now, unless we understand that's what's going on in the world, and I don't think Biden does, I don't really think Trump did, Obama certainly didn't. We cannot defend ourselves effectively in this Cold War until we understand it. And that does require, and FTD has done a wonderful monograph on this, such things as forward deployments, so that we can be where we need to be. And anyhow, this is a long discussion, but I would say that. You're right that a lot of Americans don't get what's going on, and that's partly because we don't have leaders who understand
2: it and explain it. Cliff, can I just intercede here? Because I think it is a a strategic point in Mike's overall argument and view, and that I think he sees there being some type of an alignment of states, Turkey being perhaps the most powerful, uh, along with certain Arab states that can effectively counter or or at least, in some sense, counter uh, Iranian influence in the Middle East. Uh, I am deeply skeptical about that. I don't think the Saudis and the Emiratis constitute much of anything. I think the Israelis do, but in a very limited sense. I think the Israeli moment has probably already come and, and passed. Uh, in Turkey's, uh, is not uh, it's it's not the Ottoman Empire, despite all this discussion of Neo-Ottomanism. Uh, it is really not very expansionist and would that uh, if you were actually primarily concerned with Iran, you would want Erdogan to be more of an optimist. And I, I just don't I don't see it. So the uh, the effectiveness of this so-called alignment against Iran, I don't think adds up to much. And the only thing that can effectively counter the Iranians is American forces, so you have to you have to make the argument for the deployment of American forces. I think it's a strategic mistake to suggest that these local forces can somehow array themselves in an effective manner with American support in the background.
1: Well, that's exactly what I believe. Uh, so we have a fundamental disagreement because I think, uh, number one, four American presidents have shown us that the. Uh, uh, that they uh, want to pull back from the Middle East. I'm counting George W. Bush in that in that uh, in in those in that list. Uh, I think George W. Bush of the second term, when I was in the White House, was a very different guy than George W. Bush in the first term, and he was already pulling back. Uh, and his successors have all pulled back from the from the Middle East. Uh, some more wisely than others. I think we can all agree that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was very badly handled and so on.
0: More yeah, that's but understatement, uh, but, but, uh, but uh, yes.
1: But I think this is the this is the trend. I do stay I do think that we still have vital interests in the Middle East. Um, but we have to we have to uh, think about ways to pursue those interests um other than with direct deployments of American force forces.
0: Uh, I, I mean I, and, I think that And, the, and that leads uh, me to Turkey. Well, i make two points as we, as we sum up because there are points of agreement. One is that I think a lot of Americans, not all, but a lot of Americans are kind of tired of being the, 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 the most important power in the world, a little like Britain was after World War II. I think Americans would like to pass the torch of power. The problem is that there are no good countries strong enough. And no strong country is good enough. Xi Jinping is very glad to take the torch of world and and become the world leader. That's his ambition. And if America wants to let that happen, that's okay. But that's a sad
2: day. Can I ask Mike Mike one question? Yeah. Uh, uh, If you had to sort of balance the strategic issue of Turkey and NATO uh, against, say, the admission of Finland and Sweden and all that implies that allowing for the Turkish veto, uh, which do you think is strategically more valuable, Turkey and NATO or Sweden, Finland and all that is involved with their admission?
1: I think that I think that I think that it's an open question. I think, I'm, I'm, look, first of all, Let's remember that just a just a couple of years ago, and even last year, the same people who were arguing that Turkey is the ally of Iran, which is nonsensical, were arguing that Turkey is the ally of Russia because of the S four hundred issue. Um, and if you look over the last few years, Turkish force, Turkish technology, meaning basically Bayraktar drones, but not just that, Turkish. Um, Either Turkish troops themselves or troops that were trained by the Turks uh, defeated Russian-backed forces and Russian technology in uh, Azerbaijan, Syria, uh, and Libya. And now the Turks are and now the Turks are showing themselves to be very effective allies uh, or uh, let's say supporters of Ukraine. Uh, and the Bayraktar drone is doing uh, a significant job. And it's not just the drone in 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 Ukraine. And there's a huge change in the attitude toward Turkey on the hill now, because you know you know Mark Twain said that God created war in order to teach Americans geography, uh, and so they they uh, when this war in Ukraine broke out, they suddenly realized that oh, there's the Black Sea there, and Turkey's right underneath it, and Turkey regards the independence of Ukraine as as vital to its. Um, as the independence and viability is vital to its its interests. So Turkey is a natural counterbalance to Russia. It can do that job of counterbalancing Russia even better if the United States doesn't support the PKK. Uh, So so uh, Turkey can live comfortably under an American security umbrella we know that because it's done so for 70 years. I mean that's that's the what I I would look, uh, uh what I would look at. So I don't think uh NATO the the absolute core of NATO today, the absolute vital states in NATO other than the United States are Turkey, Romania and Poland. Those are the ones that really really matter. if the job of if the job of NATO is to counterbalance the Russians; those are the ones that really, are. those are the ones with real militaries that real military force that the Russians are 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 concerned about. You know, uh, Germany and France are great; we 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 love them for all kinds of reasons. They have resources and so on. But when it comes to actually having a military that that balances Putin in a hard power terms, a hard power terms by which he lives, we need Turkey, Romania, and. And Poland, especially Turkey and Poland, those, are the, those so you're, are the. you're you're
2: essentially saying that Sweden and Finland are at best icing on the cake and philosophically not required.
1: We have proof of that. We have contained. No, I mean, we have contained. I'm
2: not criticizing. We, we have contained. This, right. We have
1: contained. We have contained Russia. We have contained Russia effectively with NATO for seventy years without without Sweden and Finland. Sweden and Finland are great. I want to see them. I want to see them in. I think that they complement the Turks. Uh, extremely well as kind of bookends, and now that now that we have uh, n- now that we have the Baltic states in in NATO, it's it makes more sense to have uh, uh, to have Sweden and uh, and, and Finland in. Um, but uh, but the key, absolute, vital countries for NATO to do its job are Turkey, Romania, and Poland. I you know um,
0: I think I'm I'm, I'm going to close up with, with with this. If you have other comments, I'll certainly let you make them. One is in a way what we're what we're asking we're we're agreeing that the turkish american relationship is important is troubled is not particularly functional at this point and we're kind of asking can this marriage be saved i think michael you're sort of saying yes but the americans have to do a better job i don't really disagree with that but i think i well uh, I, I think i don't mean to speak for you and i would say yep yeah, but, but erdogan and the turks have to do a better job too they have to show that they are our ally and they're in, in a way that they haven't uh, but it, it would be useful to, for there to be close relations and 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 positive strong relations between turkey and the u.s and turkey and israel which they had you know 20 years ago when i first uh, went to istanbul um israelis came there and it was turkey was their best friend that changed and i think erdogan is a large part of the reason i think it's also important that we can have a discussion like this and then we can uh, disagree agreeably which is so hard to do in washington and i think we should continue this discussion preferably over artisan cocktails
1: which uh as you know i am uh, but can I, can I can i get a word in here uh all right you can, have, you can have, that, have the not, last not word. that i i mean i mean i made it sound like i had you guys have been very generous in letting me talk so I, I didn't mean to make it sound like i was not being allowed to get a word in. i mean but can okay. i can i add one more thing yes go ahead tolerate one more uh Yes. Last. Yes. You
0: you get the last word. How about that?
1: Yeah. No, no I, <laughs> I no. I just want to I want to piggyback on something you just said, Cliff, because, oh, I, I, that's think, it's re- I think it's really important. And but but, but 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 while highlighting the disagreement between us, of course, the we now have we now have this pro, this rapprochement going on between Turkey and Israel. Uh, it's going slowly. Both sides are being very uh, careful not to rush into a uh, uh, normalization of relations. We don't have the ambassadors back in Ankara and uh, 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 and Jerusalem. Um, but it's moving along. And as far as I can tell, it's moving along without any serious help from the United States. and And th- this is where i this is where i where I uh, strongly disagree with you guys is that this emphasis on Erdogan and his perceived faults leads it to a position where one doesn't encourage the United States to get involved. In. Now maybe maybe the United States shouldn't get involved because it will just screw it up. But I it's in the American interest that Turkey and Israel if not cooperate closely, at least have mechanisms for handling the friction between them and can uh, uh, and can And can work in certain areas, at least in parallel. Um, And the United States should see that right now. And it should see that there's a very, very positive development after all the negativity -hmm. negativity that we've had over the last few years. There's something very, uh, very interesting going on. And potentially this I disagree with Ruel here, where he says, you know, the local actors are no are are not of any use. I think they are of great use to us potentially, if we have the right view of the region and the right view of our role in the uh, in, in the world. I didn't
2: say any. I said
1: limited, less, of limited. Of limited. They're of less okay. value than all my right. view okay. are guilty, to you are guilty. I'm guilty of hyperbole when describing <laughs> your position. But anyway, we all everyone heard you on it. But this should be supported. Can we, Cliff, can we agree on that? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. No, we ended on agreement. That's good. No, I agreement.
0: no, But I would, I would, I think a rapprochement between uh, Turkey and Israel would be very much in the interest of Turkey, of the Middle East, of the U.S., certainly of Israel. I can't disagree with that at all. Fantastic. There we go. Hey, here we go. Time for a drink. All right. Almost. All right. Um, well, unless you have any final comments, you done?
2: I mean, I think my only comment is that I think the United States has proven time again that you can uh, continue to have an important strategic relationship and also look out uh, rather vigorously for such things as uh, democracy, uh, human rights, individual liberty, all of those things, and uh, allied countries. And I think Mike is perhaps just a little too quick at dismissing that in Turkey, as you may be a little too quick at dismissing that elsewhere in the Muslim world, because after all, Muslims just have dictatorships. Uh, So I I think that uh, Turkey is the great experiment. It's the great hybrid between Western and Islamic uh, civilizations. And it's a mistake to count the Turks off domestically. It's a long process. We know that from our own experience how hard it is for democracies to evolve. And we shouldn't just write off uh, Turkish democracy and Turkish civil liberties because we uh, have suddenly become uh, discouraged by the, quote, lack of
1: progress. Turkey is is freer than any of our, uh, freer, more democratic than any of our allies in the Middle East. With the exception, of, with
2: the exception of Israel, yeah, absolutely. It is certainly it is. I agree with that. As bad as Erdogan has been, he's not as let's, bad as he's not as bad as him. Let's
1: has. not. Let's. I didn't. I, I'm not. I'm not going to. I, I'm not going to criticize any of our allies. Okay. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think we should be. um, I think the history, the history, the history of us trying to uh, uh, to uh, turn our allies into um, models of uh, our, you know, replicas of ourselves has not been very successful of late.
2: Actually, I disagree with that. I think since World War II, the United States has been instrumental in uh, expanding liberty and democracy around the world, and particularly in places where which had failed, uh, Europe uh, and in Asia. And uh, we do much better than uh, we are given credit for by
1: some. My uh, my experience, my adult experience has been f- influenced greatly by everything I've seen since 9-11. And um, I, I would like to return to what I think was the strategy that defeated the Soviet Union, which was, if you're against my enemy and you are or you will at least uh, not do anything to get in my way of me in uh, defeating my enemy, then I'm I, I'm OK with you. Uh, and actually, I,
2: I don't think that's the way it occurred at the end of the Cold War. Uh, and I think uh, Elliot Abrams had a stronger argument, and a uh, much stronger argument than uh, Gene Kirkpatrick. And, and on
0: that, Ruel and I, by the way, disagree. I'm a Gene Kirkpatrick
2: uh, person <laughs> very
0: much. I love Elliot. I love Elliot, but I don't agree on that on that point.
1: Um, on this point, I'm with Gene Kirkpatrick man you, uh, you and i are to but okay. I, oh, I, 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 I i'm grace sorry that you put it in these personal terms because i owe a <laughs> deep grit of personal gratitude to uh, did i say deep a deep debt of personal gratitude uh to, to elliot abrams but i'm oh, on elliot. the i'm on the gene kirkpatrick side on them okay this was
0: fun this was interesting i think it was edifying for us and I hope it was edifying, for Michael, thank you for being a good sport. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I mean, I've I I have been meaning to have this conversation with you uh, for a long time. You talk, I I think actually you talk about Turkey more than I've seen you write about Turkey. Am I wrong about that?
1: I don't know. I haven't. Uh, um, I think I've written a fair amount. Uh, okay. uh you're you're just not on top of my oeuvre. I <laughs> I've got to say on top Get of on. You. That's, a, until, that's a until your Uber
0: hatches. That's a Ruel word. Get on my Uber. Okay? <laughs> <Get> on. <laughs> all right. I'm going to get off you both of your Ubers right now. Thank you for being here, Michael. Thank you, Ruel. And thanks to all of you. I hope you enjoyed this. Let us know. Love to hear from you. Criticism, compliments, whatever. Subscribe, rate, you know, all that stuff. Um, and we'll see you again here very soon on Foreign Politics. Thank you for listening to Foreign Policy. If you found the program worthwhile, we suggest you subscribe to Foreign Policy on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Send us your feedback, your questions, your ideas to foreignpotesy at fdd.org. For more information about this episode and others and about our distinguished guests, visit us online at fdd.org. Until next time, I'm Cliff May, and you've been listening foreign policy.